Today's reading comes from Psalm 19, verses 1 through 6. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens, God has pitched a tent for the sun. It is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. It rises at one end of the heavens and makes its circuit to the other. Nothing is deprived of its warmth. This is the word of the Lord. Welcome. I am so glad to be here with you this morning, and um, I am Hannah. Um, I know I've met some of you um, yesterday at our ladies' event. It was wonderful to be with you all yesterday. It's wonderful to be back in here again this morning. Um, I come from southwest Virginia, so this has been a long trip over, and I'm just now getting adjusted to the time difference, just in time to leave tonight to go back to Virginia. Um, but there in um, Southwest Virginia, I, I live with my husband, Nathan, and our three kids, and we live in the Blue Ridge Mountains. So it is exactly what you think it is when I say those words. Um, but today, I'm just really glad to be here. Um, I've been very welcomed by everyone. I've enjoyed uh, my time with Bart and Katie. They've been so hospitable. They've even um, taken me out a bit um, to see some of the beauty, the natural beauty around here. We got to walk in um, Redwood Regional Park, I think it's called. Um, and so it's just been a lovely couple days. But I'm really excited this morning to be able to share one of my favorite passages of scripture with you, um, to come to God's word together and to show you some things that um, I have come to just love and really inspire uh, my affection for God and the work he is doing in the world as well. So we are in Psalm 19 this morning. Now, if you are at all familiar with the psalm, you'll know that this is poetry. It's ancient Hebrew poetry. It's, um, some people have called it the hymn book of um, Israel. And as we sang this morning, as Bart told us, that we have inherited so many of these songs, these hymns, and we've been able to sing them forward into uh, the Christian faith. But today, we're looking at Psalm 19, which is a particular poem that is directing our attention not back to the Scripture alone, but out into the world as well. Now, if you know Psalm 19, you'll also know that it's kind of broken up into three sections. The, the first section is about creation, and that's what we read this morning, and that's where our focus will be. It also um, includes later on in the psalm, God's law, God's teaching, and it resolves with a section about the promise, the sure promise of God's redemption of his people. But this morning, I want to direct your attention back to the beginning of Psalm 19, because there's something here I think that it's, it's easy for us to miss, and there's reasons for that, but I want us to direct our attention here to what the heavens are declaring. 
Now, you may know this psalm, and we read it together, that the heavens are declaring the glory of God, that the, that the skies are proclaiming something, that day after day they are saying something. Now, recently we've had some images come back from the heavens, come back from the skies. Um, has anybody been online and seen the web telescope? images. I think we've got some of those to look at. All right. This is Psalm 19. This is the heavens declaring. This is the skies proclaiming something. They are telling a story. Now, I think when we see those pictures, something immediately awakens in us. And there is this human response to that of awe and wonder. And that's exactly what Psalm 19 is telling us, that there is a glory out there around us in the creation, in nature. And, and if we'll pause long enough and look at it, we might be able to get in on that story. And so we've seen these images flood back, and even people who would not understand God as the creator of that, even they stop for a moment and we catch our breath. That's what glory is. And this is what Psalm is telling us, Psalm 19 is telling us, that the heavens are telling the glory of God. They're telling the story of God. This is all around us. Now, you're in church on a Sunday morning, and I'm in church on a Sunday morning, and I was raised in church, and a lot of times I think we're accustomed to maybe God's story being told here, right? We encounter God's story in the scripture. It is clearly expressed in the laws and the precepts that we read in the Bible, and that's Psalm 19 affirms that. But this morning I want us to consider what it might mean to listen to the story of God being told in creation. What would it look like for us to tune our ears to what God is saying out there in nature? Because the scripture tells us that there is a story being told, and Romans 1 tells us that things about God, God's attributes, are clearly being revealed all the time out in creation. In fact, um, Job 12 is very explicit with this. Um, Job 12, 7 says that if we ask the beast, if we ask the beast, they will teach us. The birds of the sky will tell us. Or if we speak to the earth, it will teach us. The fish of the sea will inform us. Who among all of these, all of these in creation, do not know that the hand of the Lord has done this. His hand is in every living soul and the breath of all mankind. And so there is this story that is being told all the time, but we miss it. Now, there's a reason that we miss it. And it's not just because we're distracted people who don't see the tuning forks in our own neighborhoods. It's true that we miss it. But nature creation is telling us this story in a way that isn't necessarily obvious. If you go back to the text, 
Psalm 19 says that they don't use words. It says the heavens declare, the skies are proclaiming, all of this storytelling is going on all around us all the time. Oh, and by the way, they don't use any words. There's no speech. There's no language. It's not explicit. See, we're accustomed to words being the way we tell stories. That we can hear something or somebody can say something directly to us. But when it comes to the storytelling of nature, the way that God has created the creation, it's much more subtle. It's much more quiet in a way. And so it requires that we learn how to interpret it, that we learn how to listen and tune in to the story that is being told. One of the things that the heavens are doing is they are just standing there proclaiming and it's up to us to kind of tune in and pay attention. And if we don't, we can miss the story that's being told. It's very easy to miss. And I actually had an experience of this just this week, how easy it is to miss what's right in front of our faces. Um, Bart and Katie and I had gone up to um, Redwood Park and we were walking. It was beautiful. You know, you know, it's beautiful. Um, it, it was cool. Uh, we were walking along beautiful ancient trees and, and we were about a mile in trying to decide how far we were going to go. And, and Bart said, well, you know, there's kind of something I want to show you. Like, if we just keep going a little bit, there's this thing I want to show you. And, and he started to tell us, or tell me, about um, how the ladybugs would come to winter here in the park. And he said, and we'll get up there, and there's this fence row, and it's just covered with a million ladybugs and it's just it's a, it's just quite a sight to see so so let's just go up this hill and around this corner and we'll be able to see it I was like okay this is great I, I'm this is what this is exactly the kind of thing I like to see so we hike along and we're just kind of talking about is it you know is it the right season yeah I think it is I think now's the time we'll get up there and we'll see it and, and sure enough in the middle of the trail there's even signage that says Watch out for the ladybugs, please be careful. You know, they've moved here for the winter. And, and, and we get to the point where the fence posts are, and there's no ladybugs. Yeah, I know. It was a little disappointing. And so we're standing there trying to figure out, well, is it the right time? Is it too cool? Maybe it's a little unseasonally cool. We go over to the information panels, and we read, and, oh, no, this is the right time. They should be here oh, well, you know, nature can't, you know, you can't predict what's going to happen. So we continued walking on. We, we um, decided we were going to walk for a little bit more um, and turn around. We, you know, we're just talking about this, that, and the other thing, and we're, we're moving on. And so we come to a point, and we decide that we're done with our walk, and we're going to turn around and come back. So we're on our way back. We're taking the same trail back, so we're passing all the same places. And we're coming up on the area where we had missed seeing the ladybugs, and we're very disappointed by this, when suddenly some of the hikers coming the other direction say to us, have you seen the ladybugs? No, because they're not there. Oh, yes, they are. 
So we get a little closer and a little closer, and as soon as we're in the area, this young girl, maybe no more than six, seven, eight, is running back and forth from side to side. Look at all these ladybugs. Look at these ladybugs. And along the trail side, in the bushes and the trees, were swarms and millions and millions of ladybugs. They were not on the fence post. And we had only looked at the fence post. We had not looked where they were. And it took a young girl of six, seven, and eight pointing our eyes to the sides so that we could see all of the beauty in God's creation that we had walked right past, that we had walked right past shaking our head wondering where it was when it was right there all along. In the last few years, God has given me the opportunity and invitation to write more about nature and the work he's doing in it. And as I've come to understand the work he's given me to do, I've come to understand that maybe I'm that little girl on the trail, running back and forth, pointing to other people, look here, look here, look here. Because the truth is, even if we want to see God's glory in creation, it's very easy to miss it. Even when we're looking, we can walk right past it because we're expecting it in one place, when he's revealing his glory and grace in another place. And so if we want to hear the story that the scripture is inviting us into, into the story of creation, displaying the glory of God, it's going to take guides. It's going to take people who are going to be able to point to us and say, don't miss the ladybugs. But as Much as it was lovely to be able to see these ladybugs, now I'm very curious to learn more about them. And I think how wonderful it would have been to have been on that trail that day, not just with someone who could point them out to me, but someone who could explain them to me. How wonderful it would have been to have a trail guide or an entomologist to explain exactly what the ladybugs were doing and why they were there and why they came every winter. And so when I think about the story that is being revealed both in creation and in the scripture, the story of the glory of God and his work in the world, I wonder what it would like, be like if we had a guide who could explain this to us. And the beauty, the beauty of the message of the Christian faith is that we do have a guide. That the one who was with the word in the beginning, the one through whom all things are made, has come into his creation. And he can teach us about it and tell us about it. Now, let's head back for a minute to Psalm 19. As we come through this psalm, there's an invitation here that the heavens are telling the glory of God, that we see night and day revealing the knowledge of who he is, that there's this invitation to come and pay attention. And it directs our attention specifically to the sun, that there is something to be learned about the particular glory of who God is based on the fact that the sun sits high in the sky. 
and that it runs across the, the, the sky like a circuit, like a runner, that it comes every day and it goes down every night. And then Psalm 19 leaves us there. That's all we know. Pay attention to the skies. It's telling something about God. There is a sun that rises and sets. And there's a curious word, there's a curious statement at the end of 6 that, that nothing is hidden from the heat of this sun. That, that nothing can escape the sun. That it shines everywhere. And then it just ends. And it moves into the law of the Lord is perfect and the other parts of the psalm that we know. What's beautiful about the one who made the creation and has come into it, what's beautiful about Jesus is that he picks up this same theme when he comes and he's ministering here on the earth. And you may know that if you are familiar with the teachings of Jesus, that he often used uh, natural imagery, creation imagery, agrarian imagery in his teaching. He talks about the seed that, that is thrown on the ground and how some grows and some doesn't. He talks about the birds of the air and the flowers of the field. And it would be tempting to think that um, he is just using that imagery because the people he was talking to lived in an agrarian life. Well, sure, yes. But what if the one who had made the creation was coming to us to explain his creation? What if the one who was with God at the beginning, who was the firstborn of all creation, was beginning to unfold for us the mysteries and the story that nature was telling? Because he picks up the image of the sun on the Sermon on the Mount, and I, I hope you may remember these words when I say them. He's teaching, and he's talking about the relationships we would have with each other, and he says, you have heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I tell you to love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. And then he says this, he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. And Jesus points to the same thing that Psalm 19 is pointing to. The sun rises and nothing is hid from it. The sun shines on everyone. The sun stands in the sky proclaiming the glory of God. What glory of God is it proclaiming? It's proclaiming that our God is the kind of God who sends his sun on everybody, even his enemies. That the light that is in the sky that cannot, that nothing can be hid from. That the sun comes down bringing warmth and life and light. That God our Father has set this sun in the sky. And just as much as we are taught to love our neighbors, he loves his enemies. And how do we know that our God, the unique glory of our God, is to love his enemies? It's because he gives them a son. He gives them the warmth and life that they need. And he shines his grace on all of us. And that's particularly important when we remember that we were the enemies. You know, we hear that 
God causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. And it's very easy for us to say, oh, yes, the good and the righteous. (laughs) No, no, no. We're in the second half. We are those who were alienated and enemies of God. And yet he still put his son in the sky. And that is the unique glory of our God. Because the gods of the ancients were not so generous with their son. The other gods would have to be petitioned and begged and sacrificed to so that maybe, just maybe, they would give a good harvest. Maybe, just maybe, they would let the sun come down if you appease them. But our God, our God who is revealed in Jesus Christ, sets his sun in the sky and has his grace shine down on all of us. So what is the story that nature is telling? It's telling the glory of God. It's telling that God is the one who has made and sustains this creation, but it's telling more specifically that God is the God who loves those who do not yet love him. That God is a God who cares for and provides for us long before we understand that he is the source of our provision and care. And how do I know this? All I have to do is look up and see his son. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we praise you for the glory that is revealed in your creation. We praise you for being the kind of God who gives generously the sun and the rain to all, even when we are set against you. Thank you for your patience and your kindness and your grace that invites us to learn the story of your glory and of your kindness. Give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts that respond to your message. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen.